Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Dory's Excellent Adventure, the number one podcast featuring Matt and Dory. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, here we are. It's late Sunday. The sun has set on uh, another weekend of Henry. Yep. Uh, quarantine has gotten to us, guys. Yeah, we've kind of hit a wall. We officially are uh, walled in. Yep. Walled in books. <laughs> R.I.P. Remember that, everyone? Go go get a Walden. Go to go to Walden's. Yeah. Get yourself a copy of Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I'll meet you there after I go to Sam Goody. Okie dokie. Uh, Sam Goody. It's where I bought my first Dave Matthews cassette. Oh. Yep. Remember two things. The name of the album it was their independently released first album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, before Under the Table and Dreaming and their mainstream success. 
I was on the ground floor of that thing. It's pretty cool. Here they are again. You know, they're just they're just out there. You know, they're yeah. still still together, still touring. Yeah, remember? Not, s- remember? Not uh, I don't remember touring. Remember CD long boxes? I do remember long boxes for CDs. Yeah, they'd have like a it'd be a cardboard box that yeah. the CD would come in. But it was long, so that people could flip through it at the store. Mm-hmm. That's why they were so long. They're very long. It's also like you get so much with a vinyl. You know, you had so much, you know, graphics and like like a book. Yeah, and just you get a CD, and it's like there's nothing in here. There would be a book with lyrics. Yeah, occasionally. Sometimes no lyrics. Yeah, that's true. Um, but maybe like an artist statement. Sure. This is my greatest work. <laughs> I'd like to thank the producer and the label <laughs> for believing in me. I remember buying the Paula Abdul Shut Up and Dance long box. Yeah. In the basement of Brookline Booksmith. Sure. Wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there was Video there Smith. Soundsmith? There was, yes, there was Soundsmith. But they did not sell records? No, they did. Well, why'd you buy it at Booksmith? Because it was it was beneath Booksmith, it was underneath. But it was Booksmith. part of Soundsmith. Yes, it was Soundsmith, but Come it was on, but it was Dory. under it was under Booksmith. Right, but people need to know. Yes, not to be confused with Video Smith. Uh, what about Newberry Comics? You ever go buy some CDs at Newberry Comics? Loved Newberry Comics over on Newberry Street. And there's one in the garage in Harvard Square, which I th- oh yeah, think that's still might there. Still exist. Yeah, I think that's still there. Faneuil Hall one, I think, is still there. I think too. the Newberry Street one is still there too. Yes, the Newberry Street one is still there. Yeah, there was a, there was one in uh, Manchester, no Salem, New Hampshire. They pivoted to a kind of like Spencer's Gifts sort of vibe. Well, they pivoted out of selling CDs into yeah. selling kitsch. Yeah. Uh, which uh, seems it seems to be working for them. I mean, they started as a comic book shop, really. Right, right, right. So actually, music was a pivot. You know, they're just you know Newberry Comics really staying on top of everything. Yeah, they're like the Tesla of of stores. What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that works. <laughs> uh, forefront, you know, they're just trends <laughs> trend seers, mm. soothsayers for trends of how to shop. Yeah. I wonder if you can get a, a get like a you can like have some po- Newberry comics delivered via like a Postmate or something. Oh, maybe. I saw recently there's a store uh, not far that's uh, called Super Vinyl, and yeah. they're on Postmates. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you really want to Postmate a an album copy of, <laughs> I don't know what, but like also like their menu quote unquote is not huge, right? It like so you can't really. I mean, I assume you could go into like a special request thing and like get a different disc. But you'd have to know it was in stock. And by disc, I mean record. How much do how much do LPs cost these days? uh, Between twenty and thirty. Whoa. Is that not is that a lot? That seems like a lot. But I haven't bought an album in years. Uh, I've bought a few records recently. A couple of old jazz pressings of Emily Remler, and then uh, I bought the Marvin Gaye double double uh, album, mm. the Marvin Gaye whatever the collection was called. But that was pretty all encompassing. Uh, I know they're not going to be, they're not, they're probably not open, so they probably won't come up. But I'm just gonna, they're closed. But you can usually look at the menu. I'm going to view the. Here we go. Ready? Uh, do you want a copy of Abbey Road or Pet Sounds? <laughs> 
Mm. Abbey Road, we can go with this is a this is the uh, this is ninety dollars for Abbey Road. What? But it's the anniversary edition, new mix by Giles Martin and Sam Ockel. Uh Multiple discs, uh, but like for instance, like Miles Davis, kind of blue, you can buy for twenty six dollars. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Twenty seven dollars. Uh, and then that's it. So, so here's the albums they have for sale. Uh, White Stripes, Elephant, Muddy Waters, uh, Oscar Peterson Trio, Tyler the Creator, Connie West, uh, Ja, The Strokes, Harry Styles, Rolling Stones, Elliot Smith, Radiohead, Led Zeppelin, Mac Miller, Marvin Gaye, Jimi Hendrix, D'Angelo, and The Vanguard. Miles Davis, uh, kind of blue. David Bowie, Daft Punk, Beach Boys, Pet Sound, and Abbey Road. Hmm. That's what you can get right now. <laughs> okay. You can have it delivered to your house. Anyway, so I'm wondering if Newberry Comics is doing a similar thing. Right, right, right. I feel like a lot of stores should be like, it's a great way to do it. You yeah. Because it's like you have the store inventory. You pay yeah. a tiny premium, but you get it within an hour. Right. As opposed to like a, you know, the the dreaded two-day delivery from Amazon or something. Mm. This is like, if you really need a copy of, of Pet Sounds. If you desperately need And you Pet don't want to leave your on home. Vinyl. And you want to stay, you want to stay safe. Yeah. You, you, you post made it. it. I think it's kind of a genius thing. I think more stores should pop up on this. I saw, you know, the Apple store was on Postmates when yeah. it was, when it was open. Yeah. <laughs> Why why haven't they reopened? Uh, I think because they don't want to risk their employees or yeah, the customer base. I was just I said I said why haven't they reopened because a lot of retail has reopened in Los Angeles. Right. Uh a lot of it hasn't though, too. Like there's some like there's some I mean I mean, I don't get out much, so I don't really know. I get out when I drive Bo to the to daycare. Yep, same. Um, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Unless I go for a drive when I'm listening to a podcast. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, but I'll be like, I should go in the car, listen to the podcast. So I drive in a circle. Oh. <laughs> drive in a nice big 44-minute circle to listen to the latest episode of the Fret Files podcast or something comes out on the first of the month and the 15th mm. they're you know by by monthly i guess that's what you'd call it right yeah they come out once a fortnight bi-weekly no bi-weekly never... sounds like it'd be two a week no one knows what bi-weekly means right like some people think it means twice a week some people think it means every other week do you know what bi-weekly means <laughs> right into us at matt and dory <laughs> gmail or dory at gmail.com uh, or call us at 413-461-BABY. And tell us about bi-weekly semi-annual sales event <laughs> Toyotathon. Let us know. President's Day sale. Do you, uh, what do you want to cover? What do you want to cover? What was the week like for you? I know you were busy. You're very busy. Your book is due soon. My book is due soon. So I've been sort of consumed with book and podcast stuff. And that's like all I can think about right now. Yeah. Well, it's good to stay busy. I guess. And if you didn't have a book or a podcast to do. <sighs> yeah. Then, probably, well, then I would have no job. <laughs> yeah. And you'd probably also be like 
driving yourself a little cuckoo bananas. Yeah, probably. Even more so than you currently are driving yourself cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's how's your week? Uh, you know, I got the bumper off the car finally. Mm-hmm. Anyone wondering? The bottle body shop has reopened. Matt's Matt's auto shop. Matt's auto shop is officially reopened. <laughs> uh, we take no customers, but come on by. And I'm fixing. I'm trying to finally fix the broken reflector that uh, it incurred in the uh, love tap Dory gave it. It was a little more than a car. love tap. A lot of cracking plastic and, yeah. and scratches and destroyed bumpers, etc. It was bad. But like that was like the last thing I hadn't done. So I was like, let me let me get that. for weeks. I've been like, I want to take this bumper off. Yeah. And I finally found an eight millimeter. <laughs> Uh, socket wrench and got i got i took it off had you ever taken off a bumper before uh no so i've done that now it's exciting and i was like i don't even need to order paint i still have custom mixed paint here Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's pretty it's pretty exciting it's like i'm you know sanding it up i'm doing touching up some stuff that i wasn't even gonna bother with but i was like well since i have the whole thing off yeah why not i might as well go to town sand in some stuff i got some sandpaper delivered sweet really exciting sanding (laughs) happening here (laughs) and it's nice because i can let it dry in here um you know, I gotta essentially you gotta put the respirator on, coat it, turn the fan on, open the door, and get out. Mm. And you gotta give it a while before you come back in. Yeah. Uh, but it's great because like it's not outside getting dirt and dust on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was always a big problem in my old auto body shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you had all that plastic. Yes, I had a lot of plastic out there. I still have that plastic. Like plastic sheeting. Yeah, I was like trying to like make. I tried to make like a little tent. Yeah. A little spray tent didn't work out that well. But this, I will say, uh, so far, I'm excited about the results that are happening. Um, I could be probably better about taping off some stuff. Right now, I'm just using graph paper and some paint tape. And I mean, I, I'm impressed that you got it off. What, the bumper? Yeah. Why? I don't it's know. It's just some screws. It seemed very complicated. Well, I'll tell you what was complicating. It's unplugging the harnesses for the um, for the parking sensors and the camera. Mm. That I was like, really, I was like, I can't. This is not coming out. And I just had to go get a pliers. And Are you going to be able to reattach them? Yeah, clicking in. Oh, I see. Seems to be no problem. I see, I see, I, I double see. checked. I was like, let me click uh, back in, make sure it's all good right. here. I don't need to be ordering a wiring harness from, from Stuttgart or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this reflector that has been sitting, brand new reflector has been sitting on my desk for a year. And I finally took off the bumper. And guess what, everybody? It's the wrong side reflector. So I had to order, <laughs> I had to order one from a parts place in Arizona. And it should be here uh, Monday or Tuesday. I just could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. There was no way to know. Because you look at it and you're like, okay. Because it would fit. It would fit. This one would fit in there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to put the wrong side in. Yeah. Just would feel a little wonky to me. Yeah. Uh, so I ordered the I ordered the, the reflector, the side reflector. If anyone's wondering, that's part 
five, six, one. Nope. <laughs> Don't order that part. That's the wrong side. <laughs> order. Uh, order four, eight, five, eight, two. There you go, everyone. Okay. That's my tip to everybody here. If it's your driver's side, it's actually you want to order the one that says uh, right for some reason. Yeah, that's not confusing. The, not the left. That's very confusing. It's very strange. Um, let's see. What else is happening here? Henry went on a lot of walks this weekend. Henry Henry was on Walk Fest. It was a festival of walks, as we like to call it. Uh, you know, there's no more, you know, there's no nighttime fireworks show here, but there is a festival of walks. Oh, there are fireworks on Bolandia tonight. Oh, yeah? It's yeah. like a big celebration? There's a fireworks show. What time? Well, it started at seven, but it goes all night. Wow. That's a lot of fireworks. How much yeah. does that cost? Oh, well, I don't have to pay for it. Tom Nook pays for it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's like a lot of bells. I feel like there'd be a lot of bells. But no, I don't pay for it. But like, I feel like Disneyland or Disney World's fireworks cost something like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a night. Wow! I mean, they were the high; they were the largest purchaser of munitions. Really? In the United States. Is that another thing you did? I never thought about. Like, the fireworks industry has to be crippled right now. Well, there were so. Remember around Fourth of July? Yeah. New York City was like there are more fireworks here than we've ever seen. Uh huh. I think the fireworks industry was like, fuck, we have this, we have like an oversupply of all the fireworks that like the, all the towns were going to be right. used for their 4th of July celebrations. And they just ended up selling them because uh, the same thing happened in LA. Like people were like, there's usually fireworks, but this year it's like out of control. Yeah. But like, where did you, where did people buy them? You know, the fireworks store. Well, there's like those phantom fireworks tents that pop up on yeah. the, the desert. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but, I think, isn't it legal to buy fireworks in California? I think it is. I think it is in California, not in Los Angeles. Oh, I see. I think it's a county situation. Oh, interesting. So you just drive out to like, yeah, San Bernardino Yeah, you or go something. to like Baker. Yeah. And get yourself a get yourself some bottle rockets or whatever it but is. Don't stop at the diner. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. <laughs> It'll be here better than before. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Jonah the other day about Fleetwood Mac and how I don't I, all I know of Fleetwood Mac is that Bill Clinton used "Don't Stop" mm-hmm. as the campaign song for '92. Yeah, like that's the that's the breadth of my Fleetwood Mac wow. <laughs> knowledge. Like I know, weirdly, I know like every band member. Sure, I just don't like their catalog is not something I ever listen to or hear. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac and like the Eagles. I'm oh, sorry. really? And Eagles. <laughs> yeah, they're, they, I put them in the same category of like, they exist. <laughs> they sell a lot of records. <laughs> hmm. I just never got in Steely Dan also. It was like another one that I'm like, mm. I just missed whatever. Whatever boat pulled up to shore with the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, and Steely Dan, I was like, next boat, please. Well, with Steely Dan, it was a yacht. Sure. There you go. Yacht Rock, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Dory Shafrir. Find her on Twitter, at Dory. Check her out on Instagram, at Dory. For more gems like Yacht Rock. <laughs> Get it? everyone? Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back right after this. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everyone, we're back. What? I said, wait, Dory thought we were recording, and I said, no, we're not recording yet. You just heard me hit the button, the other button, and then she, I, as soon as I said we're not recording, she just farted. <laughs> twice <laughs> while i was not well, recording I had to fart it was <laughs> you said we weren't recording <laughs> this is very funny also like i think it's like funny that you would like keep it in for that long even if like okay so we're recording so you hold it in and then well it like didn't it, really occur yeah, to sure. me that well, i really it, had to fart but as soon as you were like we're not recording i was like oh i kind of have to fart i wonder why <laughs> probably because what'd you make for dinner last night beans yep she made beans everyone Made a big batch of beans. I had them for lunch too. There you go. Yep. The musical fruit. 
Um, all right, we we got a bunch of emails. All right, well, let's talk about them and let's answer them in some sort of uh, fashion in which it's like a call and response situation. Okay. This first email is from Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Hi again. First of all, thanks for reading my note a few months ago. It sparked great discussions, and I really appreciate your feedback. We don't know who what note she's referring to because she's anonymous. Yeah. It seems I may have sparked something with you both, too. Team second baby. I wanted to follow up with you all about my situation. Mm -hmm. As a quick reminder, I wrote in frustrated because I really wanted a second baby close in age to my current science baby. My husband was very unsure. There you go. Okay. Now we know. Now we know. And then COVID hit on top of all that. And he was depressed and overworked in his job. Not the greatest conditions to be making these decisions. After a few telesessions with our marriage counselor and some more thinking, we decided to move forward. We had to wait until our lab opened back up. So that was a huge bummer because then I had to wait for my period and then I could start drugs. So much damn waiting. On top of all that, I had to convince my doctor to let me continue nursing my then 18 month old. She had never allowed a patient before, but I threw tons of research and my doctor's okay at her and she caved. My husband and I were not on great terms at the beginning of the process. My RE does a two-cycle FET starting with Lupron, wait for a period, then continue Lupron, but start estrogen and all the other ridiculously expensive drugs. Luckily, we patched things up, but wow. I questioned if we were doing the right thing several times. I even considered stopping my medication at one point. It was a turbulent, emotional time. Luckily, as it drew nearer, work started easing up. He got himself on the keto diet and started working on his sleep habits. By the time the transfer date rolled around, we were in a far better place. I had convinced myself that it wasn't going to work and was upset because I really didn't want to do all the drugs again. And the cherry on top was I discovered I'm now allergic to the PIO and sesame oil. Super. What? Huge knots and awful itching. Good times. Oh, yeah. That's a thing that happens. But what? what's happening? What, why, what does sesame oil have to do with anything? Because progesterone in oil is usually made with sesame oil progesterone in oil yeah this is how it comes into your body yeah they that's how progesterone is so when you're injecting progesterone you're projecting progesterone mixed with sesame oil correct yes that that seems not right but there are a lot of people who are allergic to sesame oil so there are some special apparently some like special formulations with different kinds of oil okay Anyway, miraculously, the FET worked. I'll be five weeks tomorrow, and I'm just crossing my fingers that all continues to go well. As an aside, I didn't realize there's a bit of an underground movement to find REs who are okay with nursing while undergoing fertility treatment. What? There is limited information, but generally, most medications are found to be fairly safe. The only risk being decrease in supply. Here is my encouragement to those who need it. Advocate for yourself. Don't feel like you have to take your RE status quo way of doing things. Also, I wanted to respond to the caller with a scar tissue issue. Mm-hmm. I've developed a skin condition on my vulva postpartum that absolutely sucks and was told about a vulvar specialist. I believe it's an OBGYN who specializes in vulvular conditions. That reminded me we have a recall on our Volvo that we have to get fixed. Yeah, we do. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. Knowing how skin reacts, I'd recommend your listeners stop surgeries and get to a specialist ASAP. Unfortunately, surgery is really invasive and you can't go back. Hopefully they can help her better diagnose what's happening and work with her to take less invasive steps first. And to that listener, I feel you. Skin conditions down there are miserable. Hang in there. 
Anyway, wishing you both all the best as you navigate this cycle. Henry is so fun to watch on Instagram and happy belated birthday, Matt. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for all you guys do from anonymous in 2,676 square feet in Hillsborough, Oregon Mm. with a husband, 20 month old science baby and science baby number two on the way and a nutty 75 pound pit bull. If the caller asks, my skin condition is called I'm going to guess lichen. Lichen simplex chronicus. It is a secondary condition that I believe was triggered by my tear at birth. Some people get a more severe condition called lichen sclerosis. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot in there. Lot a lot in there. A lot to, lot to think about. I mean, first of all, I didn't even really think about fertility drugs and uh, milk people. Milk babies. Yeah, I mean, I think standard practice is sounds to like it. There's stop. underground movements yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I mean, look, if you believe anything, you can find an underground movement of of, of it real quick. That's true, actually. Just you know, take a swing at a Facebook search, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wonder if those REs like have a separate group together. Maybe like we're the we're the we're the we're the nursing yes <laughs> res. Uh, well, I'm sure you know the names get passed around. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Well, congratulations that the FET worked. Thank you for the info on the vulvar specialist. Um. We actually got. I like to go to the service department at Culver City Vulvar. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Uh, oh, guys, it's a lot of fun here at the house of yep. at the house of fun. Yeah, what we're is so happening? Fun. What are you doing? Um, if it's voicemail time, it we're is. not ready for that. I know we I, have to. I haven't set up for that. Yeah, we got to set up for that. Brb. All right, we're back. We're set up. Voicemails can happen. Fire okay, away. Here we go. First voicemail. Hi, my name's Emily. I've been listening for years, and I'm calling in to respond to the caller last week who called regarding scar tissue that was developing after her second-degree tear. Um, I had a third-to-fourth-degree tear, and while I didn't have scar tissue, I was previewed at the hospital that a issue I might need to look at was consulting with a plastic surgeon who specializes in vaginal reconstruction, I realize that that is a phrase that's really loaded and there's a lot of drama posts online about people doing that for vanity, but like a lot of things, the surgeries were developed for initial medical reasons and are now used for personal preference, no judgment, but, you know, just wanted to preview that there's a lot of actual medical need for surgeries in that area. And if her scar tissue was starting to interfere with her cervix, she might want to look into finding a plastic surgeon in her area who works on vaginal reconstruction because they might be better equipped than her OB to deal with scar tissue in a sensitive area like that. Um, Best of luck to her and everyone. Thank you for the pod. Uh, Good advice. Plastic surgeons see, I mean, look, when you're having any sort of uh, dermatological situations, I feel like a plastic surgeon is always the consult you want to get. Yeah, I mean, for scar tissue kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I had a I had a plastic surgeon that sealed this guy up after it got biopsied, and uh, no bueno. Oh my! <laughs> Giant scar. Yeah. So you know you can't. Yikes! You can't. Uh, 
you can't you can't you can't be guaranteed great results um emily called back okie dokie hi this is emily calling back just because i forgot to do the uh official pod sign off thank god i'm calling from atlanta and 2,000 square feet with a full height but unfinished basement with me hmm. my husband my one-year-old science baby son and a 35 pound rescue dog Thanks. wow mm. uh, okay thank you full size so like got nothing going on in the basement the basement's not counted in the 2,000 square feet sounds like it's not counted huh i'd count it i'd make it part of the auto body shop oh although i wouldn't love to like carry bumpers downstairs yeah you should probably make it the cheers bar yeah that's the dream okay um all right this is from jess hi matt dory henry and Bo. thanks for keeping the pod going so i had my miracle science baby at 25 weeks wow via emergency c-section since the uterus is so small at this early gestational age they have to make both a horizontal and vertical incision if i ever get pregnant again i too will have to have another c-section and they'll have to do it early before any contractions might start i would suggest that the listener with the two c-section incisions research pregnancy after a micropremie c-section Or join a micropremie Facebook group. I'm in two really big micropremie groups, and I'm sure there are women there who have had similar experiences with pregnancies after having these atypical C-sections. Thanks again. Jess in 2,000 square feet in Minnesota with a husband, 65-pound golden retriever, and nine-month-old science baby. P.S. I purchased a cordless Dyson, and you are so right. It makes cleaning fun. Vacuuming carpeted stairs is a breeze. Oh, guys, if we were sponsored by Dyson, they wouldn't be getting half of the talk up they're getting right now. <laughs> Let me tell you, things are godsend. The it way is. it just like defeats all manner of Bo and Henry. Yeah. Bo's still afraid of it. Henry, Not as afraid. Henry's like a little fascinated by it, but yeah. still seems to go the other way with it. Bo's not, Bo was like really freaked out by it and now is just like semi freaked out by it. Right. Well, you know, I think what's important to remember is that the sheer sucking power of that thing cordlessly is amazing. It is. Really is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're all doing with regular vacuums that have cords, <laughs> but. Uh, all right. Um, thank you, Jess, for that information. I did not know that about having a micro preemie. Uh, nor did I know that there were Facebook groups for, although of course there are Facebook groups for it because there's Facebook groups for everything. Okay. This is from. You hear people? Yeah. Hello. Hmm. I hear people. It just must be the neighbors back on that side. Sometimes they watch movies outside. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know it. I hear it all the time. Okay. All right. This is from Alex. Hello. Just wanted to write and ask a quick question. In the past, you've spoken about a letter that you, Dory, wrote to BuzzFeed to get them to add fertility benefits to your insurance. I looked on your website to see if that template was available and did not see it. Just wondering if you still have that Whoa. floating around. Or any other tips for me regarding this project? I am on a quest to get my large hospital employer to add some sort of fertility benefits and was hoping for some examples of success in this task. It is frustrating for a company to have insurance benefits, support for adoption, weight loss surgery, male, female sterilization, etc., and not have any benefit at all for infertility, which is also a true medical condition. 
Thanks for continuing your podcast and thank you in advance for any help. Alex. Um, I believe I just wrote, well, because I thought that we were going to be done <laughs> with IVF stuff. So I was basically like, it's probably too late for me, but it would be really great if you could offer some kind of infertility coverage. Um, you know, it's really, it's a stressful, it's a financial drain. It's really distracting to be going through it, especially knowing that you have no insurance coverage for it. Um, and yeah, but I'm sorry, I don't have a template and I don't have the email because it was, they purged it. it All the the Dory's emails went away. Yeah. I've no, I don't have my Buzzfeed email anymore. So um, I, but I, th- I believe there are people uh, who who are listening who have done a similar thing at their job. So yeah. they would like to. And like, I remember we actually tip. we heard from people in the city of Seattle. Yes. Who had gotten some coverage? So if anyone out there has gotten coverage and might have the email template. Swing it on over to us, and and maybe we can get it up on the, uh, like maybe put it in a Dropbox or something, and put a link to it yeah. on our site. There you go. There you go. That's the plan. That's Matt's plan. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome, everyone. I did it. You can stop being mad at me about uh, the dumb car joke. Oh boy. Okay. Um. This is from anonymous. Okay. Hope you are all well and managing through this pandemic situation. Um, I will go by anonymous, though I wish I could tell you guys my name for the sake of familiarity and not to the listeners. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I wanted to write in with my thoughts, doubts, and questions about a second child. My husband and I have been together for almost 11, 12 years, but for some reason we started trying for a child only three to four years ago. Could not get pregnant naturally, had to do IVF. Two retrievals and third transfer later, we were pregnant with twins but lost one. I knew then and there that I wanted to, and I started talking about the second right after we had our first in the summer of 2019. Initially, my husband was hesitant, but he came around. Our biggest reason being that we want to give a sibling to our daughter, especially because we are older parents, which brings me to my doubts and questions. Mm -hmm. Our first was born when I was 37. I'm 38 now and looking at another retrieval and transfer. Even if things go well, I'm looking at getting pregnant at 40-ish. Husband, on the other hand, turns 43 in five months. I can't get over the fact of being too old. How are we going to manage two kids? We will be 60 when our kids go to college or get married, etc. Would we live to see our grandkids? Age is also possibly linked to developmental issues with kids. At the heart of all this is my guilt of not having kids sooner in the relationship. Secondly, all our friends and family have kids who are 8 to 10 years old. We, I, feel behind and disconnected. When pregnant with our first, we went to a baby class and someone called my husband, Sir. Sounds silly, but I just can't get over it. My husband, when reluctant about the second child, gave me age as the reason, but once he came around, he is stuck to his decision. He's in love with our daughter and says he would love to experience that again. He also talks about staying healthy and active for our children, so he is being practical and says, let's leave the past behind, focus on now. I, who was adamant about the second child, am not so sure anymore. I feel people will laugh at us. We will be potty training when others' kids will be going to college. Do you all feel this way? Dory, how do you stay so positive? I truly admire you for this. I don't know if I'm looking for advice or commiseration, but just wanted to write in and see how others feel about being older parents. 
Love and hugs. You guys have been such a big part of my journey and I'm grateful you are still doing the podcast. P.S. I forgot to add that I'm more like Matt struggling with weight and how to get on track. I'm an obliger. My husband, on the other hand, is Dory, a questioner and gets on his Peloton every day. Ugh, I hate him. PPS, 1,800 square feet in a southern suburb. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think about it that often, do you? No. Like, I mean, do you, hang on, you do, you already have a child, right? Yeah, they have, they have one child. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I've never really. I don't. I, I guess. I mean, I, probably because I had older parents. Anyway, they weren't that old. Like they were like in their thirties when they had me. Yeah. And I'm in my thirties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, so for me, it was like it never. It never. It didn't really seem like an issue in the sense that like I was like. I don't know, like when I, I don't, I'm trying to think, uh, 2000, uh, that's like, 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 oh, when I graduated high school, my dad was in, in parent, my parents were in their 50s. All right. Yeah. And that's what I'll be. Right. So I never thought about it in that sense. Right. I have thought about like, um, but you being a little bit older, but me being so much less healthy, so... I think it'll all even out. <laughs> um, anonymous. I, I I don't know. I feel like life is long. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, I think it also like depends. Despite, despite the universe's best efforts. Yeah, I think it also depends on like your social context because I know for me personally, I know a lot of women in their forties who are having their first kid. Well, I think if you read here. No, I know. She's in a southern, southern city. Suburb. Right, exactly. And she says most of her friends have kids who are eight to 10 years old. Right. So I think that's probably influencing both of us. I think if you were in a, in a, in a major metropolitan area. You would not even you think twice about this. You would not even think twice this. about this because You're not what even happens 40. is like. You're 38. People go to you know they go to these major metropolitan areas for their careers and a lot of people who you know are focused on their careers early in their life sort of put the kid on the back burner yeah and then once they feel established then it's like okay now oh shit i gotta have a kid so we're all in the oh shit i gotta have a kid situation over here in right new york and la yeah um i mean but also like who cares hashtag who cares that's kind of how i feel i also i would urge you to maybe if you do have the second kid to do like a parent and me class that's maybe just for moms um so that the dad doesn't get called sir so the dad doesn't get called sir well just because like i mean you could also do a, a class that is the two of you um i mean matt and i did a class together but then i also did a uh, one that was just for moms mm-hmm. and i found that one to be really valuable in a different way. And like, I've made some really close mom friends from that class, both of whom are like eight or nine years younger than me. Well, who isn't? Well, exactly. I mean, come on. And it's sort of like, okay, who cares? Right. Like it's not, I don't think about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I could see how your, your sort of your environment would frame how you see that. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's a big factor. So, 
But I'd love to hear from other people, especially maybe other older moms who are not in these major metropolitan areas. Like I don't even think about like some. I have friends who have kids who are out of college. Yeah, like but I. You also have a lot of older friends. I know I have a lot of friends that are like in their fifties, but yeah. like it's also I don't even you know it just doesn't like the whole spread doesn't even it doesn't I'd never even I just don't even think about it totally because I have such a wide spread. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, you know, if they're making you feel weird, write into us. We'll make you feel normal. <laughs> All right. We're going to take another short break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we're back. We are into the home into the home stretch. Yeah, we have an interesting um, email. All right, I like emails, especially okay. when they're interesting. <laughs> uh. Warm greetings, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. So this past week, I moved 1,170 miles away from home for a high school teaching job, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited to start. As of right now, my district is moving full steam ahead with opening up in two weeks. Yikes. I live in an apartment alone, and also I'm not at risk for COVID, yet I still worry for the teens I'll be working with, their immune systems, and potentially carry the virus home to their families. Right. Details of reopening remain scarce. Also, with this being my first year in my career, I will likely remain silent in the coming months regarding the protocol my district puts out while I remain grateful for the job and salary I have. Shout out to capitalism for fucking another 20-something over once again. <laughs> Stay with me for a moment. This email has less to do, has to do with less of the appointed leaders and their inability to manage a virus and more to do with the feeling incredibly isolated when feeling so far away from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I've never lived alone or far away from home. Here I am without any friends or family or community to carry me right now. I'm 23 years old and I cried myself to sleep last night. I've never thought of myself as emotional, but since pulling out of my parents' driveway on Thursday, I've been a mess. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that the evenings and social media is the real killer. Yep. At the moment, I'm without Wi-Fi, so no Hulu to distract me right now. Mm-hmm. My wall, my apartment has a wall phone jack, but not an Ethernet plug-in. Ridiculous, right? I downloaded Bumble BFF in search of friends, but it hasn't helped much in distracting me and missing those back home. I've been doing a lot of doom scrolling while I wait to throw myself into a routine in the next few weeks. I know this move was a choice I made, but missing home so much was not something I had anticipated. So how do people do this? I've listened from since the beginning. I know both of you moved from the East Coast to the West. Did you also do it alone? Any advice will be helpful. I'm so lonely and sad right now. But I know I'll be able to get through this. Give Bo a belly rub for me and good luck on this next cycle. Best Sam in Garden City, Kansas. Uh, in 500 square feet, just me living alone. Sam, uh, let me just tell you. You're crying yourself to sleep. Don't worry about it. You'll do it again. I've done it recently. It's not like a, it's not a thing that you have to worry about. It'll happen. <laughs> um, and as far as like being lonely, it's it's... It's tough. It is very tough. You just sort of have to find some semblance of home, uh, be it a, a, a routine. It's hard, especially without the internet. I can't imagine. Um, 
you know. <sighs> May I make a suggestion? Animal Crossing. It's going to be your. I know it. Go ahead. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was going to say maybe consider adopting a cat or a dog. Cat. Cat. Adopt a cat. Adopting a cat would be interesting. It would be a good. It'd be because cats, you know, can hang out by themselves for periods of time while you're at work. Um, I think, you know, having a pet, it would be something to focus your attention on. Um, something you have to care for another living being in your apartment. Let's say that you're uh, got a no pet rule there. If that's the case, goldfish, (laughs) not a goldfish, but like a tropical with tropical fish, (laughs) guinea pig. Um, but also like, uh, you know, for me, uh, a lot, I spent a lot of time watching DVDs, weirdly. Um, like, just, like, comforting things, which for me was, like, Star Trek uh, and, like, Back to the Future. Just, like, just familiar things. Comfort viewing. Yeah, uh, that's sort of sort of where I put my head. Um, and the, 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 the quote-unquote doom scrolling. my advice to everyone is to just stop. Um, I know it's force of habit. You pick up your phone, you probably slide your apps open. You go right for the blue one or the, or the whatever. Um, but I've, I, I, it's nice to just worry about your own self rather than having to worry about what the fuck everybody else is up to. Um, I have a suggestion for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider putting your phone to bed. Like, okay, choose a time every night that like you're going to put your phone in the other room mm-hmm. and your phone is in bed now and you're not looking at your phone for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have to put my phone to bed and, and forget to wake it up. Oh, and it's like all day. It's, I don't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> Well, that's why it's important to put it to bed in the same place every night. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Which is what I do. And I don't want to have my phone in bed with me. I'm, it's like, I would do, I would be doom scrolling also. But that is like the one place where I'm like, no phone. Yeah. Um, If you have internet on your phone though, might I suggest a little, a little YouTube rabbit hole. Just head down a YouTube rabbit hole. What are you interested in? See if someone else has made a YouTube video about it. If you moved a thousand miles and you're in Kansas, you're probably from... I mean, it could be anywhere because it's dead center of the country. <laughs> literally. It could be literally from any of the, bo- any of the, any of the border or oceanic states. Um, but, uh, you know, just by, crack open a Disney ride video or something just something comforting and pop it on on youtube and just watch it and i've really been enjoying um reaction videos to people hearing songs for the first time yeah story is finally found 2011's internet yep <laughs> i'm gonna start watching homestar runner there you go uh that'd be like 2006 three, three. five um but yeah, I mean, and yeah, I moved out. I didn't know anybody when I moved out. And 
it's hard. And I don't like the advice I could give you. I can't right now because there's nowhere to go. I know that's what that makes it really hard. You're in the midst of a pandemic. Although honestly, like I'd fucking put a mask on and just walk around target. Guess what? They look the same wherever they are. Yeah. Or Starbucks. Just something that feels familiar. The other thing, go to church. The other thing, go to temple open. Oh yeah. Maybe not. The other thing I would say is like, let yourself feel these things. Like let yourself be sad. You don't have to, don't feel like, oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me. I'm homesick. To that point too. Also, you could, you could download a meditation app mm, and start mm -hmm. meditating. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be something. Yeah. That, that's a good idea. I like that. Um, we're here for you, Sam. We're thinking we're podcasts. Of you. We're we're your podcast friends. Yeah, we're talking in your ear right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, don't worry about it. You uh, you cry yourself to sleep here and there. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> All right, this next email is from Sinead. Hello, I'd love to hear about what you're doing to expose Henry to diversity and raise an anti-racist child. From what I see on Dory's Instagram, I imagine you have some great ideas. My six-month-old has been so isolated with us, her white parents, during COVID. I've purchased a few children's books with characters of other races. Would love to hear other ideas. Thanks, Sinead. This is tough because he can't be around other kids right now. Um, well, I th- yeah, and to that point, too, here's the, here's the fun part. Uh, it's even weird for him to see white kids. So it's like yeah. he doesn't see kids. It right. just is what it is. Um, I, so I got him a couple of black dolls. Yeah. Um, and one of them he's like really taken to and like feeds it. And it's like definitely his favorite doll. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's his favorite doll because he has a task associated with the doll. Maybe. Yeah. And he like, he seems to like to have tasks yeah weirdly but i think dolls in general are good to give to babies and i think it's important to have dolls of different races like that's just a good practice i think just whatever you can do to expose your child to what they will be exposed to when they walk out the door when everything's finally over yeah like I think also just being comfortable with talking about this stuff and acknowledging white privilege and acknowledging heavy topics for a 15 month no, old. I, I know, but like as they get older, <laughs> I know. you know, you can, you can have those conversations with them on a very simplified level. And if, and if they ask questions, like be honest with them, you know, mm-hmm. um, I know that, Kate, my Forever 35 co-host, took an anti-racist parenting course. I cannot speak to it, but I do think that those, um, I, I know that those exist, so that might be something to look into if if that's something that you're interested in. But yeah, I mean, I think about this. I don't have, I don't have like great answers. Um, I'm working on it. Uh, show them Star Trek early. Show them Star Trek early. I mean, it is... Look, I think it's... Really, the the closer we get towards uh, the doomsday clock, the more it seems like uh, far-fetched science fiction. (laughs) 
but you know as a kid you just you know you're watching it and you just never really thought about you know the fact that there was a multiple races on the show and just you just you know Jordy was just Jordy Jordy was not the black chief engineer he was Jordy he was the chief engineer you know yeah but I think part of anti the practice of anti-racism is like acknowledging that he is black and that even though he is being treated ostensibly like everyone else he does look different and he has a different experience that's where you have your wharf coming in Worf is a Klingon. Okay. And they had to, you know, Worf is like, look, I was raised by a human since I was 10, but I really just want to punch everybody because I'm a Klingon. Mm-hmm. So he had, he carried that baggage with him. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. But he worked with them. Okay. He was great. Great. Worf's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just think it's important to avoid these comments, these types of like, I don't see color we're all the same types type of comments. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't see. I don't. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, it from it just for me. It just. I mean, ultimately, you'd like to get to a world where there is no economy, homelessness, hunger, poverty gone. We're all out there just working to make humanity better. Sure. Give or take 200 years. Okay. We'll see what we can do. All right. Um, This is from Beth. I needed to pause the pod, even though I was doing dishes and needed to dry my hands to send this. Matt, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Mm -hmm. And I just need you to know that we are also living in an extreme heat wave. It is so hot here and many days also super humid. You know, I was just talking about the weather in Canada yesterday with Dory. When I was scrolling through my, <laughs> I think Alberta is one of my cities. Remember when I was scrolling yeah. through? And you were talking about how, how hot, hot it was. It I was like, what is going on? And while, yes, our house has heat, it does not have AC and we don't oh, own a fan. And no. yes, sometimes there's a bit of a cross breeze, but not all the time. Blech. Get some peas on your balls. You deserve it. Beth, a... T-E-S-D, 13%er crossover. Tell him Steve Dave. Ah, okay. Uh, crossover listener who misses Phoebe first found Excellent Adventure in 2017 when she heard your crossover egg salad episode on Smodcast. Oh my God. Who is 40, doesn't have kids, and is pretty sure she isn't gonna and lives in a 650 square foot house with finished basement, but the rooms are stupid small and very restrictive. With a husband, 70-pound, 11-year-old golden retriever, an 11-year-old calico cat, and an 18-month-old giant, like 20-pound, holy terror of a torby, tortoiseshell slash tabby cross cat. Yeah, like right now it's 64 degrees here, but in like... Wait, what was just 97 that you scrolled by? Vegas. Ugh. 66 in Winnipeg, 64 in Vancouver also. Uh, but like Toronto the other day, 75 degrees in Toronto and raining. At midnight. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> All right. Um, what? Someone wrote in you about... like I had something to say, but I didn't. <laughs> um, someone wrote in about with a book recommendation... 
Um, I've been meaning to write in for a while in response to Matt sharing about his difficulties with changing slash starting new habits to let you know about a book about ADHD I read that has been life changing for me called Scattered, How Attention Deficit Disorder Originates and What You Can Do About It by Gaber Mate. I think this book truly gets to the core of ADHD and the struggles it causes, including with developing healthy habits and addiction. And it's helped me understand myself like few things have. Crucially, he makes connections between ADHD, people pleasing and low self-esteem mm. and argues that I developing a compassionate relationship with yourself is critical to improvement, which oh. I haven't seen much emphasis on. I often don't care about myself. In ADHD literature. I think it would be a great book for Dory or anyone else who is close to someone with ADHD to read too. Mate is a great writer and he has ADHD himself, so he gets it. I feel like I had an obesity code moment with this book, which Matt might appreciate. Mm. Um, and you can read some of the chapters for free on his website. Well, I've, I put it on the list. Okay, good. It's right there. I feel like that might be a good audiobook for you to listen to. I feel like a lot of books would be good audiobooks for me to listen to. I'd also like to read something, too. Okay. I charged the Kindle to read, oh. and then uh, and then I looked at it. it's on the nightstand. I haven't touched it since I charged it, and the battery's dead. <laughs> oh no! You have to charge it again. Well, I haven't been going to bed early until recently. That's true. Okay, thank you for that recommendation. I would like to read it as well. Okay, this is from uh, Peyton, a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Peyton. Um. I am calling slash reporting a voice memo because I was laughing to myself last night as I was laying on the couch after having enjoyed some adult substances (laughs) and I was introducing my boyfriend to all of my fiend friends and I thought it was hilarious because it was a game that I was like, I don't understand what Dory sees in this game. Like it's kind of not that big of a deal. And then as I sat there for four hours playing it, I was like, well, maybe there is something to this game. So <laughs> that's how I killed my time last night. And I thought it was pretty hilarious. He, he did not find it as funny that Gene was my favorite character. But I was just curious, Dory, what's your favorite character? What's your, who's your fiend? Anyways, um, hope you all are doing well in this weird world. Yep. Um, we're up here in Oregon where it's the first rainy day in probably months and i am so incredibly excited (laughs) we live in a 1940s home with three kids two cats soon to be a bunny and a boyfriend and me so (laughs) it sounds like give my love to henry and beau thank you for calling it it sounded like the way you said that it sounded like three cats that are soon to become one bunny (laughs) (laughs) um who is my favorite fiend? Who's your best fiend? That is a really good question. Um, you know, I like I like Moose. Moose is your favorite fiend. I don't know if Moose is my favorite, but I like Moose a lot. Moose has a lot of qualities you look for in a fiend. Yeah, Moose Moose has an X-shaped bomb. Yeah, sure. You, you want to go many directions. Comes in like pretty handy. Mm-hmm. And I've upgraded Moose a lot, so Moose is pretty powerful. Nice. I don't know if Moose is a girl or a boy. I'm going to call them a them. Um, well, if you watched, you can't do that on television. Moose was a girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you watched, uh, and if you watched um, other things, Moose is a boy. It depends. It just yeah. depends. So, Moose. Moose. <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. 
Um, someone wrote in about garbage and babies to say my brother lost an iPhone and half their silverware before they realized their son had been throwing them away <laughs> to be gone forever. Uh, thank you. Henry I was really... throwing out full cans of LaCroix. Yes. It was just like, yes. pick them up, toss them in the recycling bin. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the old show. Uh, it's the end of the show, everybody, which means it's time to plug the Patreon. If you want to support the show, help keep it going, help pay for baby number two, all kinds of things. Head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. If you like the show, you can get two bonus episodes, up to two bonus episodes a month over there. Uh, and if you're at the $5 level or above, we will say hello and thank you on this very podcast. Here are this month's uh, supporters, some of them. We get to, uh, you know, we do four sets of this every month. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Jennifer H.S. Oh, no, you. I lied. Yeah. I have the old one. Jennifer, yeah, the... you're dead to me. <laughs> it's in your email. Oh, sorry, everybody. The one time I'm organized, <laughs> Dory disorganizes me. Jennifer, I still mean Remember how you. I said I had to... Yes, you had to update yeah. it, but then you didn't. Anyway, so Laura Rosenblum. Sarah Swift. Tanya Kerchemin. Allison Dean. Uh, Katie Tavey. Brett Jarrett. Robert Olson. The Kembles. Mariah Adamick. Elizabeth Dorado. Alan L. Greta Truitt. Uh, Aurora and Zelda. Anonymous. Paula. Kane McCall. Jane Callahan. Tracy Jury. Jennifer Steele. Katie Regan. Anonymous. SJV. Bruno Macias. Abba N. Catherine Shimmons. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Kelly Zimmerman. Aaron Turley. Maude Tremblay. Rachel Downey. Mr. Bundy. Ben, a PhD. Amy. And Becca Foster. Thank you also very much for listening to the show. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget to write in at mattanddorygmail.com or dorymattatgmail.com or call us 413-461-BABY. Or if you're international and want to send us a voice memo, record it and then email it. Thanks. Bye, everyone. <laughs>